This is Storage Unpacked. Subscribe at storageunpacked.com. This is Chris Evans recording a Storage Unpacked, and I'm here with Eric Herzog. Eric, a returning guest for many times. How are you today, Eric? Great. Thank you very much. Always love being on Storage Unpacked. Love it. That's very kind of you to say so. So you are a CMO at Infinitat, as we know, uh, having spoken to you probably, I don't know, uh, every quarter or every sort of six months over the last few years about product announcements and other things that you've been up to. So where is um, the company at and uh, what have you been up to in the last six months before we sort of dive into this week's technology discussions? Sure. So first of all, we had a very good first half. I know the economy has been turbulent up and down, but we publicly announced that we grew our bookings 29% in the first half of calendar 2023, we're on the calendar year. And also in May, we enhanced our portfolio in two ways. We announced, first of all, InfiniSafe Cyber Detection, which will be available in Q4 for primary storage, which expands our cyber security technology, InfiniSafe, to include not only the snapshot capability we do, not only the guarantees we do, not only a fenced forensic environment and guarantees around recovery, which are incredible, under one minute for primary storage and under 20 minutes for secondary storage. But now the capability of doing cyber detection on snapshots, volumes, databases, files, and you use that for two things. Either A, you could use it as an early warning system, right? You create a snapshot, mm -hmm. you're scanning and you find it. So you send a note to the SOC if you're big enough to have a SOC or to whatever is your... Um, pan data center security software monitoring package so that everybody knows that. And then obviously, if you really do have an attack, then you've got to recover a known good copy. The last thing you want to do is recover something that's got the malware or the ransomware inside of it, which of course is all done surreptitiously. So that was one thing that we announced in May. The second thing was, as you know, this is the year of the hybrid cloud. People thought it would yep. all be public cloud. That, that clearly has not happened. And there are many workloads that don't do well in the cloud at all, particularly uh, highly performant workloads. And obviously, given where cybersecurity is, and you probably saw that in the Fortune Magazine CEO survey, despite the bad economy, the second biggest concern of the CEOs of the largest companies in the world was cybersecurity. Cool. So still a big, still a big, a big, big deal. But it's hybrid cloudness, right? So a lot of reason people don't. You know, so what we've done is take our Infuse OS operating system, which of course is on our InfiniBox, our InfiniBox SSA and our InfiniGuard platform and made a hybrid cloud instantiation. So it sits inside of AWS and it behaves exactly as if it was sitting on-prem and you can move data back and forth. You can snap, you can replicate, you can run InfiniSafe. All the technology that sits on-prem, you can sit in the cloud in AWS. And of course, most importantly, you can move data seamlessly back and forth between an InfiniBox or an InfiniGuard or an SSA out to the cloud and back, which is clearly what a lot of people do with hybrid cloud these days. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got podcasts on that and we'll point people to those because, you know, we talked about that last time, but it was great right. to have that little bit of an introduction. And I think you talked about the whole economy side of things. And I think this is quite an interesting angle, too, because this sort of leads us into some of our discussions for today. Now, 
ultimately you've seen your business grow in a, a tough economy others haven't seen their business grow and i think at this point in time you really have to be adding value adding to your platforms all the time you have to be giving the customer something more over and above what you've given them previously and i think you've got two announcements today which we're going to talk about and those two announcements really actually hit that brief quite well because they both are targeted at giving customers extra value in at least one case for nothing um, so why don't you just give us a brief overview of what those two things you're announcing are? Sure. So the first thing we're announcing is software. So our InfusOS operating system, we are adding a technology known as the SSA Express. It's a software package that allows you to create, think almost as if you had an all-flash array embedded in a hybrid, up to 320 terabytes, and it behaves like an all-flash array. We make sure you get the performance of flash, so it's like having a you know a medium size 320 terabytes is not big but it's also not small. Now of okay. course for people that need a lot we have of course our Infinibox SSA and we're expanding the capacity of the Infinibox SSA so adding a, a unit that's twice the size so that will be effective at 6.6 petabytes. Right now the effective capacity has been 3.3 uh, so now we'll be doubling that. We're also adding the capability of doing scale out with our all flash arrays. So historically, when you bought an array from Infinidat, it was fully loaded. Every slot was filled and you bought it that way. And okay. sometimes you may want the advantage of the technology, our neural cache for performance, our autonomous automation, our 100% availability guarantees, but maybe you didn't need as much. So now what we're gonna do in the all flash is we're gonna create a unit that has 60% of the slots filled and you could upgrade those. So you can go from 60 to 80 and then 80 to 120, or sorry, to 100. Or we're going to have an 80, which you can go then to 100. And any upgrades are completely non-disruptive. Obviously, Chris, as you know, well, we're high-end enterprise focused. Uh, we do very well telcos with healthcare, with manufacturing, very well in the cloud provider space. And you can't have disruption when you're doing upgrades. So you'll be able to upgrade the capacity on the SSAs without any disruption. So one part of the launch is on the SSA Express software. Mm -hmm. And then the other part of the launch is about our all flash family, the Infinibox SSA. Okay, now that's where I wanted to start, actually, because uh, some people might be listening to this and not be 100% familiar with the concept of the SSA, which actually is second generation SSA, in fact, isn't it? It's right, the SSA it too. So could you just give us a brief overview of what the SSA is compared to the standard Infinibox? And that'll probably help people just understand some of the context we're going to talk yeah. about in a moment. Okay, excellent. So the standard Infinibox, which is the original product uh, from the founding of the company, is a high-end enterprise hybrid array. So basically we have three tiers of media. One, which leverages our neural cache, which is multi-patented and what gives us the secret sauce for our performance is our neural cache, runs in a DRAM layer. Then in the hybrid, we have a flash layer up to 386 terabytes of flash. And then the bulk of the array is hard disk still. So we have DRAM, we have flash, and then we have hard drives. That's the regular Infinibox. In the SSA, the Infinibox SSA 2, as you point out, it's our second generation. We've been shipping all flash now for over two years. It's an all flash config. So in that instance, you have DRAM and flash. So there's no hard drive at all. The entire box, every slot, if you buy the 100%, or I should say, if you bought the 100% up until this announcement, 
was filled with flash. Now we offer, of course, a 60% filled option and an 80% that you can scale up over time if you need more flash. Okay, brilliant. Now, um, from my perspective, I look at it and say the original platform with three tiers, the ability to deliver 90, 99% of IO out of the, the DRAM gave you a huge performance uh, boost. But obviously, occasionally, there is an occasional small tail of IO that might not be able to be delivered to that level of performance, which is where the SSA comes in. So I guess the idea is here. It allows customers to say, well, if I absolutely must guarantee my performance, then an SSA might be the better solution in that instance for to, to eliminate those long tail problems. Um, but now, actually, you've come up with something which gives you both of those things. So you can have both what looks like an SSA in a box, or you, and, and, and this is within your exa- ex- existing Infinibox. So this is quite a clever sort of way to allow people to effectively have an SSA without actually buying an SSA, for want of a better description. And this is what SSA expresses, I guess. Yes, it's a 100% software package. Now, with an, a brand new customer, no big deal. We can configure it properly and you can assign certain applications to always come out of the flash layer up to 320 terabytes. For our installed base, approximately 95% of our installed base can upgrade. In some instances, and you do need to talk to your Infinidat sales team or your channel partner, you may need to add additional flash. It depends how much flash you have because we have varied the amount of flash that has come in the hybrid historically. So if you have plenty of flash, then it's completely free. You've got plenty of flash to have some of it be SSA Express. The software is no charge, okay? If you do need additional capacity, we have SSA accessory kits. And those SSA Expressory kits, you buy them. And we have several different capacities that you would buy depending on what you need. So again, you may not need any flash at all, in which case the solution is 100% free, giving you an all flash array by just playing with the software and leveraging the SSA Express. If you do, it's an accessory kit. However, it's embedded inside. So the operational expense of another all flash array, obviously the floor space, the rack space, the management of that still goes away and you buy a little flash. And obviously, as you know, buying additional flash as just capacity flash modules that you put in array is way cheaper than buying a full array, even if it is a a mid-sized array, that's still more expensive than buying raw flash. And remember, all InfiniBoxes have flash. So it's not like you're gonna have to buy 300 terabytes or anything. You're gonna need to buy a fraction. And again, we have rules that our solutions engineers and our solution architects can use to help any existing end user. But for new customers, it's nothing. You basically can have an all flash array embedded in a brand new InfiniBox at no charge. And it's really just how you configure the software with SSA Express and what applications you would assign to that flash layer. Yeah. So I think some people might know this as, or think of this as things like pinned volumes. You know, that's an expression we may have seen in the past where right. uh, volumes are dedicated to be served out of flash, which, you know, used to happen years ago. But um, actually, from my perspective, I think it, it's a really, really interesting angle because in terms of a customer who might not have actually looked at flash yet and might think, I don't necessarily want to go and buy an all flash array yet or I'm not sure whether my application will need that level of performance, but I'd like to try it out. You know, this gives them the ability to turn this on, try it out, see how an application responds. And then, you know, that may lead to a a future SSA purchase, but it allows people to take some of that uncertainty out of some of the challenges of determining whether a workload is suitable for Flash. 
And I think that sort of try before you buy angle, that ability to perhaps put flash into an edge area or a, a data center that doesn't have it for other reasons, this gives customers quite a, an interesting opportunity to sort of use Flash on your platform without actually committing to spending any money. And I don't know many vendors who would actually be able to do that. So we're very unique in that capability of having this layer, if you will, the capability of assigning applications to always come out of Flash. It performs like our Infinibox SSA2. So it's the same performance. So if you need applications, highly transactional in in particular that need that type of performance, but you don't need three petabytes or six petabytes, then this allows you to get something smaller without having to buy a separate small all-flash array and saves you on that cost. It saves you on small flash array sprawl. Maybe you need three all small all-flash arrays, let's say, since we can go up to 320 and terabytes inside of the array. And the next thing you know, you've just saved on Three all flash arrays, the management, the floor space, the rack space, the power, the cooling. Obviously, at the end of the life cycle, your recycling, which is, you know, is very expensive and very toxic because any physical device, whether it be storage servers or network, is filled with toxic chemicals. So you save all that by putting all of that into a hybrid array and have part of it behave as if it was an all flash array. Yeah, exactly. So now you touched on it, but I just want to go back over this because I think this is quite important. Just to double check this thing about you'd think that people were pushing their boxes all to 100% and then they wouldn't be able to add extra stuff in because surely that's what people do. But actually, in reality, people have a workload mix that means they don't always push every single component in their system to 100%. So just remind me, just to go back over this again, you know, you will look at this in terms of metrics and say to a customer, yes. you do need extra capacity if it's necessary. So you're not going to do anything that's going to affect existing performance. Um, you'll recommend an add-on if this is really necessary. Right. So what we'll do is you tell us, here's the workloads I need, two, three, four, whatever it is. Here's how big they are. Okay, here's the performance I'm looking for. Then we'll take a look at, we know by serial number what everyone has on the installed side. On the new side, it's easy because we'll just fill it with 386 terabytes of all flash. And then based on those workloads, we will help you assign X size to be SSA Express and then the rest will still be you know, the SSA overflow that's already been in a hybrid array. Right. So it's really the installed base where we need to do some work and once we know what the application profile is and how much you have. So for example, Chris, if you bought one probably in the last year on the hybrid side, the odds are you've got the 386 terabytes of flash. Yeah. So the odds are it will be free for you. But if you bought four years ago or five years ago, we have lots of customers, you know, these things just keep working and working. We're guys, you know, from our public references, we have several in writing, whether it be in the Gartner Peer Insights or in our own references, who said, I've had these arrays for four or five years and I never touch them, right? I don't need to because they automatically worked our, our whole autonomous automation and the power of what we do with our InfiniOps AI ops technology that's inside of the array. So you don't need to do much, right? But for anyone who's bought probably in the last year, maybe year and a half, you probably don't need anything. Yeah. And, and that's why I was asked, uh, just wanted to go back over that because when you've got a long-lived product that's sitting in the data center that, you know, it could be one that's five years old, it could be one that's six months old, the, the range of different devices that are usually shipped out by a vendor, most vendors don't give you end-to-end -end support for a new feature that, that you know, they'll, they'll say, yep, yeah, we can have it on 
you know, anything that's over, say, six months old, perhaps, if you're lucky. Um, but they generally won't want to retrofit uh, a software feature that goes back all the way through all their generations because that's quite difficult. So that, hence the reason why I'm asking, because that in, in itself, being able to say you can go back, as you know, pretty much to, to day one uh, is, I think, a crucial differentiator, especially in this current industry where we're looking at cost and we're looking at value for money. That's why I mention it. That's why we do want um, the end user to call us. 95% of the installed base will be able to use SSA Express. There are a few really old models that can't. So you need to get in touch with us. We'll help you profile how many apps it is, and then we'll let you know. But again, the bulk of the of our old product in the field, 95% of it can take advantage of this software-only feature. And then depending on how many applications you want, you it may be completely free. You may have more than enough flash. Or if you need a little, then it's accessory kit. But it's A, a non-disruptive upgrade when you add that flash, and B, adding that flash is still way cheaper than buying a complete small all-flash array. Perfect. Okay, so that's uh, SSA Express. Now we're going to talk about the SSA expansion. And, and you touched on a very interesting part to this discussion, which is something looking back at the, the one of the competitive advantages of your platform from many years. And that's the ability to precede uh, the full capacity of the platform and potentially put into somebody's data center uh, a fully configured system, and then they can you know, grow into it and use that capacity over time. I think that's definitely easy and simple to do with hard drives because relatively to the cost of SS SSDs, they're not as expensive. And certainly when I was a customer, we would prefer to put in fully loaded boxes because we didn't want anything to be touched. But that was a very expensive option. And, you know, not everybody's got that budget. And certainly people haven't got that budget today. And, you know, with unpredictable um, budgets and so on, being able to grow into a system, I think, is, is is an important factor. So this is what you've done with the SSA. This is the SSA expansion options, both increasing capacity, but also allowing you to grow into it. So how have those changed since the initial release of SSA? You know, how have those, what's the current model that I can grow into and how are those expansions going to work? So what we're doing is the new model will be the 4316T. So anything that has a T at the end connotes all flash. Um, it will give you, with data reduction technology, compression, thin provisioning, et cetera, et cetera, up to 6.6 .6 petabytes. It will vary just because it depends on your workloads, how good, as we, as we all know, video files, audio files, and other files don't do well with compression. So if that's what they're using the Infinibox for, the Infinibox SSA, then you know it won't be that much. But for highly compressible workloads, databases, highly transactional activity, you'll get great and it'll be you know up to 6.6. .6. So we're doubling from 3.3 to 6.6 in the same physical footprint. Why does that matter? A, let's say you're a customer and you would, would have bought two of the three threes. That's 84 rack you. Now it's 42 rack you. So you just took a whole rack off the floor by buying the larger capacity. You have, have the same exact footprint in power and cooling as you would, except you have one. So you had you cut the power and cooling back by 50% because you would have had to have two arrays and the power and cooling for both. And the power and cooling profile of the 6.6 six is identical to the 3.3, three. okay? Same with management. Okay. Instead of managing 3.3 petabytes, you're managing 6.6 .6 petabytes. Now, with our autonomous automation and our InfiniOps technology, there's not a lot to manage anyway. And again, we have several public references that talk about almost never touching their InfiniBox or the InfiniBox SSA. That's great. But the point is, 
when you do or if you do have to do anything, you've cut that back by 50%. And then obviously at the end of the life cycle, you're now recycling one rack of gear and all the um, media inside versus two full racks of gear and all the media inside. So you're saving on that at the end of the life cycle. And you have the exact same performance, as you know, with some of the other all flash arrays in market, as you start to fill with the capacity, you actually slow the array down. So it's faster when the array is empty. With us, because of our neural cache technology, that doesn't happen. So you can fill 6.6 .6 petabytes and it's full. And in fact, part of the advantage of this is additional consolidation. For example, we replaced 18 all flash arrays from one of our competitors with one SSA. This was in Germany last year another giant Fortune 500 in the United States, they have gone from 120 all-flash arrays from someone else to 44, uh, most of them all-flash, but even a few of the InfiniBoxes, because as you know, with NeuroCache, the InfiniBox is very performant. So it can you know, equal or exceed the performance of you know, roughly 75 to 80% of the all-flash arrays. So they were able to replace some of those all-flash with regular InfiniBox, the most with it. But again, they still went from 120 to 44. So that allows them again to save tons of money on both capital and operational um, expenses. So now with a larger capacity, if those had all been the 6.6, instead of the 44, it'd probably be more like 23, 24, 25. So they could have saved even more on the capability consolidation. And part of the reason you have sprawl in all flash is almost every all flash array except ours, as you fill it with more and more capacity of actual workloads, it actually starts slowing down. And we do not because of our DRAM cache and what we do with our neural cache technology. So that is unique. There's only one other array I can think of that doesn't slow down, everyone else does. So when it slows down, what does that mean? You buy a small all flash array or another all flash array to run these extra two workloads because the two workloads that you thought were gonna be fast enough on the original all flash, the array got full enough that it started to slow down. And we avoid that that problem as well. So the sprawl in a data center, we help prevent that because of the way our neural cache technology works, be it in the SSA or even in the regular InfiniBox, we, do, we have that advantage. Hmm. Interestingly, we used to we used to talk about tier one, tier zero. And I think somebody might even have said tier minus one once in terms of, you know, pushing applications higher up the stack because suddenly you'd find an application that needed something even uh, higher performance. The interesting thing about the adoption of larger SSDs is that they've sort of hit the same wall as larger uh, larger hard drives in the sense that there's an IOPS per terabyte that you can get out of a, a drive. And usually the sequential stuff keep, uh, scales quite nicely, the sequential throughput on those devices. But your latency on random I.O. tends to not necessarily do the same thing. So as you said, as you increase the capacity even on flash systems, you do see a degradation in performance. So you have to come back to that laying it out effectively scenario again. Now, it looks looks to me, I think we talked about this, and this is 16 um, terabyte drives in this system? Yes. Compared to, so compared 8 to terabytes now to 16. Yeah. Now what we are doing is instead of having three models, which is more complex for everyone, both us, our resellers and for the end users, because we can do a 60% populated, if you were going to buy our 04 model, which was our smallest model, now you just buy a 60% populated version of the 08 model and you can scale up. So there's still 
going to be only two models on the price list from an end user perspective and two models on a price list from a channel partner perspective, make it easier for everybody, easier for us, and of course, easier for the end users, most importantly, and for our channel partners. So we are going to get rid of our entry model, obviously still support and service, but you won't, you won't buy a new one, right? You'll yeah. buy a 60% populated of the eight, or you'll buy the 60% or you'll buy, you know, a different config, but it makes it easier for everybody. So that's, that's new. Uh, other people, as you know, often would keep the older models around, but now that we have the scale up capability, we don't need to do that. Yeah, so effectively, let's just think about how that might transition out into somebody who's thinking about how they may lay their data center out going forward. So whereas previously, you might have said, uh, like you mentioned, Eric, you have to put in um, a 4308. And then the next time I expand, I want to put in, I have to put in another 4308. And each one of those systems is extra cabling, extra network, extra power, extra management, extra software upgrade, etc. You know, the, the the issues that come with putting in multiple boxes. Plus, from my perspective, fragmentation. So as an end user, if you say to me, I need some extra storage and the only place available is on one box, but actually there's tons of space on this new box, but somebody says to me, well, we need to keep the storage on the same physical infrastructure for snapshots and other, you know, capabilities that need a, a consistency group or a consistent uh, um, profile, then that becomes a problem. So you're saying now you can move to a situation where you put in a bigger box, but partly populated, which is Correct. actually what you would have done otherwise, and now you expand into it. So now all of those issues of extra power, cooling, networking, and the fragmentation now don't matter because you've you've built a, a bigger model. Now, from my perspective, I always would have preferred all the time to always have the biggest uh, system possible. The, there's an overhead to that, of course, for con, you know the controllers and all the other bits and pieces. But in reality, in your platform, that's the same whether you put one box in of one of full capacity or one box of 60% capacity. Exactly. So when you think about it in, in some other technologies, other solutions, basically what happens is the fully packed model is faster than a partially populated. With ours, it's all the same. So you get the performance of the 100% populated box with its 60 or 80. You can expand as you need it. So if you needed um, another 20% six months from now, you buy the 20%. It's a non-disruptive upgrade. The performance stays the same because the performance is as if because of the neural cache capability and what we do with DRAM, it's as if the array was completely full anyway. Then you could go, now you're at 80. Another year later, you can go up. And so what the other thing we've done, which we've done with the SSA Express software as well, is we will make the support and service coterminous. So as you know, as an XIT guy, you mm -hmm. hated it when you had an array or on the software side and you got an upgrade and then you had to pay maintenance support on part of the software or part of the array and then another payment, but it was the same physical piece of software, same physical array. So what mm -hmm. we're doing is make it coterminous. So if you buy the extra capacity in two years and you had a five-year maintenance, then it'll end and it'll be prorated, of course, and it'll end when the rest of the array ends, which makes the bureaucracy easier on you on your partner if you've used a partner and clearly on us because we're tracking everything by serial number we type the serial number of the infinibox or the infinibox ssa and then obviously on the ssa express it's part of our infuse os operating system and it's free but still people hate if you say oh could you sign another maintenance agreement even if it's a free one 
It's wait, wait, why do I need to sign a piece of paper? I yeah. have a, a payment already. So we're making the bureaucracy simpler for the end user and simpler for our channel partners. Whether you uh, need the additional capacity, for example, the SSA Express extra acceleration, you know, extra SSA kit, or in the case of the SSA2, if you're going to scale up over time, you, you want to make it simpler for everybody. Um, and end users hate a bunch of bureaucratic uh, horse hockey, as we say here in the States. And we're going to avoid that by making everything coterminous with your the main part of your agreement so that it's easier for you, the end user and the partner that you are working with. Great. So I think, you know, summarizing what we've just discussed, to me, I look at these and, be, and think of these um, additions that you're announcing this time around as being very much focused on value add for the customer, especially in a tight market where the customer, you know, might be struggling, might be deciding, do I put it on-prem or in the cloud? I think you're giving the customer more reasons to think that on-premises might be a good option for them. You know, I think vendors need to be looking at doing that because inevitably people will see the cloud as an easy option. And a lot of the time it isn't necessarily cheaper, but people perceive it being cheaper than necessarily um, on-premises. So on-prem vendors need to constantly, I think, be upping their game and giving the customer more. And that's how I would uh, sort of summarize your two announcements this time. Well, absolutely. And and again, the number one concern in that Fortune 500 CEO survey, while security was number two, number one was still recession. And actually number three was inflation. So to me, inflation, recession together are really an e economic impact, right, on, on those Fortune yeah. 500 companies. And the two of those together add up to being 40% of the people were concerned about economy and 22% security. The good thing with this launch and what we've already seen, we have a paper done by a third party who interviewed a number of our enterprise customers, both in Europe and in the US, was that we can give a return from acquisition in 11 months and you know having been an itvp before that yeah. if you when the economy is good you could go to the cfo and say hey blah 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 would you do this and the cfo would say sure chris no problem and when the economy is bad she or he would say to you chris are you crazy if it's not a year or less there's no way we're doing this yeah and right now whether it be the infinibox the ssa we can deliver that return in 11 months and then these launches the scale-up capability the larger capacity of the SSA, and of course the SSA Express, allowing you to not have to buy that small all-flash array or two small all-flash arrays. It helps the economic profile from the storage and infrastructure team when they're going to ask for budget. And the idea is you don't have to ask for a lot. And the SSA Express, again, depending on the config you have, could be absolutely free for you, absolutely free versus buying a small all-flash array or two small all-flash arrays where you could just use the SSA Express software and the SSA technology that's already in your hybrid and make it behave like it was an all-flash array and not have to spend the money on it. So it's very, we're very, very, very sensitive to customer cost, both CapEx and clearly OpEx, the whole autonomous automation and the whole InfiniOps is all about not having to have the storage admins do a lot of work, yeah, which, absolutely. you know, you used to run them used to manage yeah. those storage admins. Now in today's enterprise, there's less human beings to manage, yet the storage increases the capacity needed exponentially every couple of years, yet there's yeah. less people to manage it. So the easier it is to do, the more cost effective it is and the easier it is. Yeah, we were always looking for ways to try and um, cut that curve and say, 
how on earth do we, you know, does an FTE manage a petabyte, two petabytes? How can we push it? And automation, simplicity, ease of management, not having to go back and tidy things up, you know, operationally, those are the only ways we would ever achieve it. And, you know, vendors weren't putting those features in, we couldn't deliver that. So there you go, you know, pretty standard, really. So lots of um, great stuff there, Eric, but big question. Always the big question when we get to this point. When will it be available? I mean, it's announcement date today, but when will this stuff be available? Uh, how long do I have to wait? So the SSA Express software will be in the next release of our InfusOS operating system, and that is scheduled for mid-Q4, so okay. six to eight weeks from now. The SSA 2 larger capacity and the scale-up actually has been available for a couple of weeks already. So okay. you can place an order today. We can ship it you know, in a couple of weeks. Uh, and then, of course, when you need to add some later, because obviously you're going to if you buy a partially populated, you know, today, then in a in a quarter or two quarters or three quarters, you just order the upgrade kit. It's non-disruptive and you add that additional capacity on the uh, on the scale up side if you need that. So the SSA two, both large capacity and scale up is available now. Um, and like I said, has been actually for a couple of weeks. And then the SSA Express will be available in the middle of calendar Q4. Excellent. So uh, I'm not going to ask you this question because I know you won't be able to tell me under pain of death. But obviously, you know, we'll look forward to see what's coming up in the future because I'm sure you'll have another thing in three, six months time. Then you'll be back again. So we are planning on a major launch in April or May that will be very big, some real incredible technology that's going to be new to the industry and that will be in q2 of next year will be the next pass excellent that was a classic um tv show teaser there i think for the next <laughs> for the next uh, season that's coming up but uh for now eric thanks very much for your time again really great to catch up with you and uh, look forward to hearing about those things in the future great thank you chris and we love being on storage unpacked have a great week thanks you've been listening to storage unpacked for show notes and more, subscribe at storageunpacked.com. Follow us on Twitter at Storage Unpacked or join our LinkedIn group by searching for Storage Unpacked Podcast. You can find us on all good podcatchers, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thanks for listening.